0: Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding WeddingVideographySchool.com. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. I am uh, right here with my son. He's taking a bath. I got uh, stuck with a little daddy duty today. Uh, you know, he's he's sick so we're on day two of him being sick so he stayed home with me and I'm just doing some bath time with him. So. Uh, he's going to he's do a little splashing around, and I'm going to record this podcast. And uh, for the parents out there, don't worry. I'm sitting right here watching him, so he's not going to go drowning on me. Um, today, I want to get right into today's episode and talk about three characteristics of uh, successful wedding videographers. And these are three, I mean, these are just like kind of my opinion, three characteristics of people who I think would be successful wedding videographers. Now I'm not going to talk about, you know, talent and skill. I think that's just kind of, I think I've talked about that enough in the past. Um, obviously if you don't know the first thing about being a wedding videographer or editing video or shooting video, you may not be a great wedding videographer. Uh, not to say you can't learn those skills and, um, you know, have an eye for that kind of stuff. But obviously I think that's, that's just the most important thing. But outside of that, um, we're, we're gonna jump in here. Point number one, self-starter. So I think uh, if you wanna be a successful wedding videographer, you need to be a self-starter. Um, that doesn't mean you need to um, be a highly motivated person if you just wanna be okay at shooting some awesome wedding videos. Like, you, you can do that. You can, I know people who are not self-starters who have gotten into wedding videography and, you know, it's just not a sustainable way to go about it. Um, the most successful wedding videographers I know are people who can't wait to get up in the morning and get to work. Uh, if you're someone who, you know, work to you is one of those things where you're kind of like, eh, eh, I don't, I don't really feel like it today. I, eh, ah, why can't I just lay on the couch? There's a new episode of The Ranch. Oh, I just want to watch a new episode of The Ranch. Yeah. If that's you, like you may not necessarily want to become a wedding videographer. Not only that, you might not. You just may not want to be self-employed. Uh, as a general rule of thumb, so um, people who are going to be self-employed, uh, and most wedding videographers are uh, I'd say you're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to have that drive and that motivation when you wake up in the morning, if you're somebody, you know, like, I I think the gym is a great kind of, uh, analogy. Like if you're someone who goes to the gym every morning and that's just part of your routine and you, you don't have to force yourself to do it. I, I think that's great. Uh, I think that's a good sign. If you're not, somebody like that and getting off the couch is really hard for you. Um, yeah, I think you might want to, at the very least, I'm not saying you can't be a wedding videographer, but at the very least, you're probably going to want to work with someone else who can, uh, kick you in the butt when you need it. Cause, um, you know, I know for me that part of my success or not just part, but you know, a good chunk of my success has been based around uh, my work ethic. And so if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be nearly as, um, as successful as I've been. Uh, so number two, second trait of a highly successful wedding videographer, in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, you got to be someone who's true to your word. So what does that mean exactly? What, what's, you know, what's, what does that mean in 2019? Uh, you know, we live in a time now where you pretty much have to sign a contract with everybody for everything. Um, but there was a time. And I don't really remember it, (laughs) but you know, I hear older people talking about it all the time. There was a time where you just shook a hand. uh, You said you were going to do something and your word was your bond. And that meant everything, right? You just, I said, I was going to do this, so I'm going to do it. And even if circumstances changed and it wasn't convenient for you to do that thing, you just went out and did it. Now it's like, People tell me all the time they're going to do something or they want to do something or whatever. And then I turn around and a week later that thing's not done and I say, hey, what happened? And it turns out something mildly more interesting came along. Right. So they they made a promise. They said they were going to do something. And then uh, something just like seriously, like something so lame came along and they they changed their mind. And so that's kind of what, that's just kind of the world we're living in right now. I like to think that not everybody's like that. Um, but I, I, you know, I run into people all the time, especially like, I'll say it, I'll put it to you this way. Like I get a lot of emails and um, messages online from people who basically want to come shadow me. Um, it happens all the time. I can't tell you how many people, like, I think... I've probably gotten a hundred messages over the last year. And you know how many people have actually come and shadowed me like three or four? Um, I, it's, it's like the craziest thing. I'll message people back and they'll either never reply or, um, you know, I'll message them back and be like, Hey, okay, well, I want to meet you before you come, you know, spend a whole day with me. (laughs) I don't want to be hanging out with somebody at a wedding. Who's like really weird or something like that. And you know, I'm like, hey, how about this day at this time? Um, you know, they're they're like, yeah, I could do uh, I could do Sunday or whatever. And I'm like, okay, how about Sunday at blah blah blah? And they're like, oh yeah, like, and they'll they'll take three days to respond to an email, or they won't show up to the meeting or whatever. Like this stuff is like it happens all this all the time. It's crazy. Like it's so crazy to me. It's just like I can't even believe that it's a thing, but it's a thing. Speaking of the ranch, I love that show. Um, if you guys have Netflix, check out the ranch. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a weird show where Ashton Kutcher like pretends to be, uh, like a rancher from Colorado. Um, but it's, it's, it's actually, I actually really like that show. Uh, not just cause I'm in Colorado, but because I, I genuinely like the show, even though I do know it's kind of cheesy. Um, yeah, but speaking of the ranch, you got to check out, uh, uh, the dad in that show. He, uh, he's one of those dudes who's like, Hey, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. And that's the kind of personality trait that seems to be lost today. Um, So yeah, watch the ranch and be more like Bo from the ranch. That's his name, Bo. All right, third trait here, uh, humble. I think you really need to be humble uh, to do well in this industry. And I see a lot of photographers, and I probably see videographers too, but not nearly as much just because I work with photographers way more than I work with other videographers. Um, but I see a lot of ego on the photography side and I know that it's not just a photography thing. Videographers are guilty of this too. I see a lot of ego, um, and it's like kind of a bummer, um, for a few reasons. One is when you have an ego, you're annoying to the people around you. Like people don't want to be around you. People don't want to engage with you, um, and you may not even realize that you have an ego. You may not even realize that you're annoying. I think if most people realize they had an ego and were annoying about it, they'd probably try to stop. Like, Because most people want to be liked. I want to be liked. I'm not one of these people who's like, I don't give a shit about what people think about me. I actually do care what people think about me. I care what you guys think about me when you're listening to this podcast. Um, and so... And if people were writing me, telling me, hey, Michael, you suck, you're annoying, and you think you know everything, and you're a piece of garbage, you're like, (laughs) geez, yeah, you should hang yourself. I don't know what people might say. (laughs) Uh, Please don't write any of that stuff. But that would make me feel bad. Um, And if I was truly doing something that sucked, or if I had a terrible attitude, or if the things that they were saying were true, I would want to change that. Um, so I think sometimes we need to just do a gut check and say, how humble am I being? How humble am I towards other people? How humble am I towards other vendors that are at the wedding? Um, I've seen so many. And I, again, I bring up photographers, not because I'm ragging on photographers. I know this happens with videographers. But like I said, I just don't work with videographers as much as I do photographers. I see so many photographers. Yeah, buddy. Splash that water, my man. Uh, don't drink it, though. Hey, hey, don't drink that water. That's not good for you. Yeah, it's all dirty from your butt. That's butt water, man. I see a lot of photographers who um, are super nice to the clients. Just, like, so nice to the clients. And literally, they'll turn around and look at you. And, like, their whole, like, their whole facial expression changes. <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, like, I'm a person, too. And I'm actually pretty nice. So, you know, yeah. So you don't want to be one of those people. Also, you know, being humble helps you. It, it helps you in a couple other ways. Um, it helps you grow as a person, right? When you're humble and you're open to criticism and you're open to insight from mentors or people who are better than you, or you can hop on YouTube and you can watch a video of another videographer, uh, who's better than you and learn from them and not leave a snarky stupid comment or vice versa. You can watch a video, a video from a videographer who's not as good as you, right? And you can not leave a snarky comment below, Um, like, "Hey, why your color grading sucks?" Like, you know how many times I've seen that on YouTube, where like, I'll see like, I'll see a perfectly fine video, and then someone's like, "Hey, man, uh, there's a lot of aliasing and uh, moiré in this in this video. What's up with that?" Like, like even on some like really good videos, I see people leave comments that are just like, "Hey, uh." Why'd you shoot it? Why'd you shoot it like that? Or why'd you do it like that? It's It's like, it's so insane. It's like, first of all, I, I don't know. Like if you don't have something nice to say, or if you don't have something, it doesn't have to be nice, but if you don't have something constructive to say and you can't, you can't communicate your constructive message in like a tactful semi nice way, then like, I don't know, maybe just keep your opinion to yourself. Right. I I think if you're able to be someone who can go on YouTube or can interact with other vendors or mentors or whoever, and you can learn from them and not place yourself and your ego so much in the forefront, um, I think it, I think a, it makes you a better person. And I think B, it really only helps you in the long run. Um, yeah, just, just be humble. I mean, Sometimes it's hard. I'll admit that there's there's some days where I'm like yeah, there there's some days you know where like a client says something and they think they know better and they want to do the video this way and you're like uh, like you don't know what you're talking about, girl. Like I've been doing this for so long. You don't you've never even like, you don't even know what I, you don't even know what DSLR means. You don't even know like how to set a white balance, right? Like I think those things in my head, it's, it can be hard. It can be hard to like hold your tongue and just be like, yeah, okay. Like, and listen to people and be respectful, even if they're not being totally respectful to you. Um, Hey buddy, don't stand up in the tub. Okay. It's slippery. So yeah, humble, humbleness I think is, is key. And one other uh, I guess I'll call this like a bonus a bonus trait here. I uh, wasn't actually even planning on talking about it, but I was staring at my kid and this kind of just popped into my mind. You want to be someone who is motivated by... I don't want to say you want to be a people pleaser, but I think it definitely helps. If you're someone who wants to please your client and you really do care and you want the best video for your client... Not necessarily the best video for your portfolio, although I think that's a great place to start. I think obviously if you're making the video for you, you're probably gonna gonna do a pretty good job from the start. But keeping in mind, like your clients might have a different opinion of what's important to them, right? Like they might have different priorities than you. And so sometimes the priority is, I need two or three shots of grandma in this video. And in reality, I've got five shots of grandma uh, available to me, but four of them really suck, right? And the client really wants two or three. You know what? Put two or three in there. Like, I get the shots may not be the best, but this, you know, at the end of the day, we're in a service industry. Wedding videography, you're providing a service to your clients, and their priorities are going to be different than yours. So, and if you're able to recognize that and you're able to provide that to them uh you know I've talked about customer service in the past they're going to be more than happy to leave you great reviews and um yeah i you're you're going to you're going to get a reputation as somebody who really cares and does great work even if you end up having to put in a couple shots that you don't like so that's just my take on it. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, please rate, subscribe, review. Uh, if you don't mind, that would be awesome. Follow Wedding Videography School at Instagram or on Instagram at Wedding Videography School. Shoot me an email if you guys have questions, michael at Wedding Videography schoolcom And uh, don't forget if you need a wedding videography contract, please, please, please do not put yourself at risk, go out, uh, go to weddingvideographyschool.com slash contract and uh, download a contract for $49. I promise you it is the best $49 that you can spend on yourself and your business. So until next time, guys, later.